0: Welcome to Exploring Possibilities. This is a show where we interview a variety of holistic professionals, light workers, and practitioners who are really making a bigger difference in the world. I'm your host, Cheryl Sitz, and it was my intention in creating this show to be able to introduce you to the amazing people that I'm meeting on my own journey. I want you to hear their stories because their stories are an awful lot like our stories. And together we can explore the vast realm of holistic healing and learn how we can co-create holistic sustainability. We need it for ourselves. We need it for our planet. There's a lot of possibilities out there, and we don't often hear about them. This way we can learn and grow together, and I don't want you to hesitate to reach out and connect with anybody you hear who might resonate with you. Special thanks to Mario Rosales of Tech Life Balance for his work in producing and publishing these podcasts and on our Journey of Possibilities website. He's really using technology to make a bigger difference and help us build a community. So thank you, Mario. I appreciate it. Be sure and subscribe to these podcasts by searching for Exploring Possibilities and then subscribing on iTunes, where you can also rate us and help us get more listeners and attract more people into this path. Or if you have an Android platform, be sure and download the Stitcher app and you can subscribe there. And you'll never miss an episode. Would you like to be a sponsor of Exploring Possibilities? Your message could be attached to this podcast and heard everywhere it's downloaded and played or played in the car, played at work. You could be all over the place. Just think about the possibilities. On today's Exploring Possibilities, I'm so honored to have with me Jacqueline D's. Jackie is a transformational coach and founder of Evolved Woman. You can find her online at www.evolvedwoman.com jackie is a well-educated woman she's got a master's in marriage and family therapy she's also got a master's in guidance counseling so a little bit of psychology a little bit of counseling all good skills to have she's also got an undergraduate degree in business she's a member of the national association of professional women and the author of five books we've got plenty to talk about today welcome jackie
1: well, hello, Cheryl. It's such a pleasure to be here.
0: I'm so glad that you're with us. And I like to start the show by letting our listeners get to know you, the woman, before we even talk about anything else. And since we're all in this in various stages of awakening, I'd like to kind of ask you about your own journey into being an awakened and empowered woman yourself. Have you always been on this path, or was there a shift that happened for you?
1: Absolutely not, Cheryl. I have not always been on this path, and I did have a shift. A few years ago, um, I initially thought I was an awakened and evolved woman, and year after year, I realized that life was just not working for me, and I grew up in a very religious background, Cheryl, I think as, as many women did. And, you know, I, I had this thought that things were supposed to go well for me. I was going to church and I was very active in church and doing all the right things and, you know, making charitable uh, contributions. And I just did everything that I was taught to do as a kid. And somewhere in my 30s, I came to this this nagging discontentment that I just couldn't shake and uh, and it went on for years and years and years. And I looked at my life and I realized that, you know, one, I was living from paycheck to paycheck. I didn't have the kinds of relationships that I desired. I was not really fulfilling my sole purpose. Um, so when I looked at all of those areas, I'd say every key area of my life, there was something that, that was just unfulfilling. So I came to this place where I really said, God, what? Why is life not working for me? And so the first thing I, I had to do, Cheryl, was really admit that, in spite of all the the religion and 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 spirituality that I thought I had, I came to this humbling reality, that, Jackie. The, what you know and what you've been practicing. It, 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 it is not working for you. And I had to commit to really rearranging my myself and my mind so that I could rearrange my life. And that is where my journey began and how it began.
0: I think there's a lot of women that go through that. I went through that too. And you only know what you're exposed to. So if you're on a path of religion, which, you know, going to church and doing those things and trying to be a spiritual person, and that's all you know, then that's all you know. And at some point, when it doesn't work for you anymore, you're left kind of searching and wondering, where do I find these answers? What's missing here? And that is really when the life journey begins, isn't it?
1: Yes, you are absolutely right when you were talking about where do I find the answers. And and that began my journey of of that whole desperation, I guess you could say, being desperate for change, because that's what I was. I became extremely desperate for change to the point that I was willing to, to really undo my paradigm. And when women, when we are really desperate for change and when we've had a, a, I guess you could say the lack of results that we want, it really calls for a paradigm shift. And it was at that point where I became open For learning, Um, my uncle is a a psychologist, and he always makes this this profound statement that people stay stuck unless they become available for learning. And um, so, I had to make a conscious effort to become available for learning. That included me really having a desperation and, and just saying, God, what do I need to learn? Where do I go? And the information that I learned was the start um, of my book, Desperate for Change. So one of the things that got me on this on this journey, Cheryl, of readjusting or rearranging my mind was really looking at all the thoughts that I had about not just about myself but about God. You know, initially, um, I, I think many of us, or many people, especially women, um, growing up in the area that I did, you know, living in a rural country area, I think so many women, including myself, were really suppressed from the standpoint of, I think, minimizing our power, minimizing our strength, um, minimizing, even sometimes minimizing our intellect. Um, and I think that happens not just here in the United States, but all over the world. So first, I first had to really tap into my own power and become comfortable with it and set aside those, those, those values that I learned. Um, and I remember um, also watching the secret. And even though they were, even though some of those things are things we've heard about about uh, the law of attraction and the universal law, that really penetrated me and started me really deeper into this journey. So that, that caused me to number one, I had to admit, that I needed change. And then I had to own, own my change. I had to take responsibility. Um, that meant I couldn't blame my past. I couldn't blame parents or, you know, the teachers or, you know, a failed marriage or um, my environment. I really had to take responsibility for my own change and, and step away from the blame game. And I think that is something so important for us to be at, in becoming awakened women is owning our change, owning our results, owning our disappointments, um, the reasons for those disappointments, as well as owning, uh, positioning ourselves to own the victory.
0: Yes, I agree with you. And in part of what you were saying, conventional religion or the religion that many of us have been experiencing through our childhood or whatever has been one that has not been empowering to women and so as much as we are hungry to be empowered spiritual beings you're right the foundation of empowerment is you know what we have the power we have to own that we have the power and with that comes the responsibility of what are we going to do with it so you're absolutely right with empowerment comes great responsibility doesn't it
1: it does show, and, you know, it also brings, in addition to that responsibility, it also creates a shaking, if you will, and a detachment from what we've known. And I think that's very uncomfortable for most of us because we've built a life and sometimes a lie around our our cultural values or sometimes our family values or sometimes the religious values or um and and those things are rooted very very deeply so with that taking responsibility it also calls for us to take responsibility for um what we have to you know you've heard the statement you've got to chew the fish and spit out the bones in this whole awakening process it's really a call to to spit out those bones and sometimes that's a little uncomfortable because it um, we feel sometimes that we are um, detaching or betraying the the framework sometimes that that we grew up in or, or sometimes the, the principles and the dogma um, that we've been taught. So I think for a lot of women women, there's a lot of guilt around that and, and denouncing uh, an old paradigm or some old beliefs that no longer, But that's the only way that we are going to grow because, you know, we've got to look at, and and part of this whole uh, becoming awakened, we also have to know what's sabotaging us. You know, we've got to admit it, we've got to own it, and we also have to be able to to look clearly and look back and say, okay, I see that this has been sabotaging me, and if if I continue in this vein, I'm going to continue to sabotage my own uh, my evolution.
0: I agree. I fully agree with you. And for some of us, it's how to get to those answers, for me, a lot of holistic practices have helped me see what I was believing that I didn't know I was believing, because we have believed it for so long, we don't know anything else, and we don't see what it's doing for us. But what I tell people day after day is, if nothing else, meditation, getting still and doing nothing for 10 minutes every day, that you come face to face with yourself and the aspects of yourself that you haven't wanted to look at for the rest of the day, suddenly show up to be seen, to be healed, to be changed and shifted and that's when the kind of work that you're talking about becomes really powerful
1: you are you're so right Cheryl I I think meditation has been a huge part of my growth and continues to be a part of my growth and when I had a relapse if you will from meditation I've noticed that my my direction has gotten really really cloudy and um I think it's so important that we as women don't underestimate meditation and, and growing up from, you know, getting back to that quote unquote religious piece again, because, you know, we, and I know that you know this, we, we've talked about it. There's such a difference between religion and spirituality. You know, religion encompasses those those practices or the dogma or some of the man-made rules and and expectations and things that others put on us or we put on ourselves and spirituality is all about the relationship and evolution and growth and, you know, slicing away all the isms and schisms. But, you know, even growing up and, and even now I'm talking with some some religious folks about meditation, there are some who still shun that. And um, what I have found is that it's been very helpful. You know, usually I think the norm is, well, I'm going to pray about it and I'm going to pray it through. And, and that's great. But meditation for me, Cheryl, has been that moment where I come and I empty myself. I'm not praying, quote-unquote. I'm, I'm not even talking necessarily to, to, to spirit or, or God. It, it's a moment where I quiet myself and really let the divine speak to me exactly. and guide me. And it, and it takes me out of that mode of trying to tell God what <laughs> I think I need and what I think I'd be God to do. So I think when we can shift from that, you know, still being still um, and and allowing nature and the quietness to speak to us, I think we'd be amazed at the insight we get, um, the divine guidance that we get, um, you know, and even some of the people that we really admire, like um, Wallace D. Waddles and and some of the, you know, Napoleon Hill, some of the great men who are, um, you know, the forefathers of this whole, um, you know, thought process. They have talked about the importance of meditation and how they've walked away with ideas to grow million-dollar companies, to to change and reverse bad relationships, to, to turn their financial situations around. So meditation, I think, is extremely valuable, um, so valuable that I think the adding it into and, and, and your life, I think once you've done it, I think we all know that if we stop, it, it tremendously affects life. So that's so true about meditation.
0: And isn't it funny how you we work with women, both of us work with women, so we're going to keep this focused on women more than even men. We are conditioned to give it all away, take care of everybody else. Taking that 10 minutes out of each 24 hours that we give to ourself and saying, I'm not giving this up, I'm not compromising, this is my time where I get my answers and my guidance, it's, that in of itself is an awakening process as we realize how many things we let get in the way of that, isn't it?
1: You, you're absolutely right again, Cheryl. Um, women by nature feel guilty for taking care of themselves. We have this idea that we have to be all things to all people at all times. So we slip into this, um, this super, uh, superwoman role where, you know, we're wearing this cape all the time and, you know, even we, we, we take the shower with the cape. We're sleeping with this cape. We're doing, you know, we're, we're going to the hospitals with the cape. Even when we're in need and wounded ourselves, Cheryl, we're still wearing the superwoman cape. And I tell women all the time that they should never betray themselves at the expense of trying to, to meet the needs of other people, and a lot of women just, some just cannot do that. There is such extreme guilt around that. But you know, what I, I'm, I'm a mother of three. I have three children at home, and what I have found, Cheryl, is that if I don't have a downtime every day, or times where I shut things off. And I'm, I'm no good to my husband. I'm no good to the children. And part of that is not just self-preservation for me, but part of that is refilling myself so that I can serve my children and serve my husband better. And they understand that. I have a, a place in my home. It's called The Woman Cave. <laughs> they know that when I enter The Woman Cave, that I'm coming here for meditation purposes. I'm coming here to unwind and and restructure myself. They, under, they respect that time. And especially as, as mothers, mothers have to train their children to respect their quiet time. Because when you think about it, everybody has their, you know, kids have their playtime. As parents and moms and dads, you know, they respect children's playtime. They encourage it because that's what kids do. That's what they need. Well, as women... We have to train others to respect our downtime as well, even on an airplane. One of the first things that the, the airline stewardesses will say is, parents, if you have a children with you, make sure you put your mask on yourself first, because there's nothing you can do to save a life unless, you're in, uh, unless you have your mask on. And that's the same thing in real life, is we have to be able to preserve ourselves and remove that guilt, and then... And 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 even look at where the guilt is coming from. Who, who, you know who's putting that guilt on you, and why are you allowing someone to dump the guilt on you? Make a conscious choice to remove the guilt and and to to embrace this idea of of self preservation. It's healthy, and it's it's the best thing to do.
0: Yes, ma'am, it is. And I want to add to that. You have children, maybe uh, maybe girls and boys, or are they all the same gender? I have
1: uh, it's two boys and a girl, and they're all elementary school kids.
0: Well, that's perfect. What a great time in life for mom to teach the boys how to respect a woman's time and a woman's needs and a mom to teach the girls how to become women who have those needs and respect them for themselves because that's kind of where it starts. I know for myself, my mom didn't do that. My mom didn't teach me. Those things about respecting herself, respecting her own body, respecting her own boundaries, and so they've been things that have been more uncomfortable and more challenging for me to learn for myself because I didn't grow up with it. So what a great thing that you're doing as a mom when you're not giving it all away to your kids and you're teaching them those skills for when they're parents.
1: Yeah, and I think we we definitely have to have to shift that. I hear so many moms say, "Well, you know, your your my life is not my own anymore that I have kids," and you know my my, I have to take a back seat to the kid. And mm-hmm. I, I disagree with that, Cheryl. My, you know, I, my perspective is my life is still my own and I still have a God-given calling and responsibility to fulfill my God-given purpose. And, you know, I think when we buy into that paradigm, we resign to a life of, I guess, just, just kind of, sitting on the back seat watching life go by and growing, you know, growing kids up and we just kind of give up on life or give up on purpose. I I don't believe that's the intention um, or I I don't believe that I I can't imagine how uh, women would get a lot of fulfillment from that, you know, when you're detached from your purpose And and maybe for some women, maybe they feel that is their their life purpose. But I I meet a lot of women, Cheryl, who, who are trying to balance the kids and the family, and they understand they have purpose, and they're trying to figure out what can I do to make sure I am not betraying myself and my purpose as well
0: especially single moms that have so much to juggle and I know some that have put their life on hold until their kids are in college. Well, hello, that's half your life that you're not going to get back and you deserve these years. But I can imagine for them more than anyone maybe finding that balance and learning these skills so that they can have more of themselves to give their children, teach their children this. And this is the work that you do in your coaching. Tell me a little about that.
1: Sure. I I work, I attract women, uh, Cheryl, who are... Entrepreneurs, or I I call them spiritpreneurs, women who are building a business or women who are aspiring um, uh, to be a business owner. And most of the women actually do work for women, whether it's image consultants. Uh, I also attract a lot of authors because I do, I have a program that's called Birth Your Book, and that is designed to help women publish their books on Amazon uh, in less than 90 days. So that's who I attract, women who are doing some sort of transformational work for women, whether it's on the inside or out, you know, you, whether it's image uh, or whether it's, it's some transformational work on the inside. So now that I've, I've realized that that's who my platform is, um, You know, I've become a lot more comfortable with that. And and they are the women that I serve, those who are in between, you know, in the transition of the 9 to 5 and trying to bridge um, the gap between the 9 to 5 to their, you know, full-time business or or full-time transformational work.
0: Okay. Startups or people who are between things are your are your niche like women that are breaking out of corporate america and into their own passions
1: yes that's that it. It, it, it's actually two groups of women women who are breaking out of uh women who are in transition who are in the workplace and um breaking into their passion those and then there are also women who are uh, who are entre- entrepreneurs who are starting and trying to get the strategies um to, to further their business idea or business plan. And most of my work, Cheryl, is centered around the psychology of, of going to business for, for themselves, you know, centered around the confident. Because what I find is I meet a lot of women who are very educated women, I mean, very credentialed. And believe it or not, some of these women who have doctorate degrees or two and three, you know, college degrees, they are very accomplished at what they've done in the workplace, but when it comes to them living out their life passion, they the confidence, surprisingly, is just not there. So a lot of it is is getting women to really tap into themselves in their own well of wealth, if you will, so that they can connect with their purpose and, and connect the dots and experience their own evolution.
0: You're making perfect sense to me. I know it surprised me the degree to which... I went into insecurity when I launched my business, and I've always been pretty successful working with other people and very confident to walk in and ask for more money when I knew I deserved it, very confident to recommend business strategies to other business owners, and I've been in small business management, so I didn't even come from a big corporate background. I came from helping to run very small businesses. But when it's your name and it's your gifts and it's your intelligence that you're out there marketing and you're having to ask for the money and you're having to bring home the bacon and all of that, it takes you straight into every insecurity you didn't realize you had until you hung that shingle out.
1: You are so right. You are right about that. And, um, you know, what you said, oh my goodness, it is so, so true. And I think every woman, Who's an entrepreneur or who's doing the work that we are doing, Cheryl, can relate to this. Um, I think it's across. I think it it it, it crosses very uh, racial barriers, ages. I mean, the age it doesn't matter. I mean, I've seen it in just about every type of woman, every color of woman, every every. Religion, um, it doesn't matter how, how educated or, un- or un- uh, uneducated they may feel that they are. But I've seen this, and, you know, I think it's important for us to, to really tap into that, um, to believing and really embracing our birthright. I think when we really stop for a moment and think about our birthright uh, and that we are really created to be successful, we are created to be to be healthy to be wealthy you know I understand that uh, the word wealth and good health has different meanings to different people and um, but we are created to be successful and I think when we as women as a whole can really adopt that and embrace it and be okay with that I think it helps making the belief and the faith and confidence in ourselves much much easier um, I, I have struggled with the confidence myself, you know, it's been easy marketing and, and helping other people in their businesses or their ventures. But when it came to to marketing myself and, you know, I had this idea, Ooh, I don't want to talk about myself. I don't want to seem <laughs> arrogant. I don't want to seem that I'm putting myself out there. Yeah. But the reality is we do have to market ourselves we do have to market our gifts we do have to market our products and services and the world is not going to benefit benefit from them unless we display it somehow you know it's like going grocery shopping and let's say you want to you know you want some a uh, whole wheat cereal well guess what we're not going to be able to buy the wheat cereal unless it's displayed someplace where we can see it and um <laughs> You know, I'm sure the cereal doesn't feel guilty being on the shelf. The, the Keebler or whoever, General Mills, doesn't feel guilty for putting it on the shelf because they know they are meeting someone's need. And I think we have to see it that way instead of looking at it as putting ourselves out there and, and trying to bring attention to ourselves, is it, realizing that we are trying to bring attention to something that we have that's going to help a woman in her personal evolution. When I shifted my paradigm from that to that, it gave me a lot more boldness and courage and confidence, um, it, it, you know, and, and it took away that feeling of, oh, I'm, um, you know, migrating myself. So I think as women, we have to keep that in mind. We have to, to really believe in ourselves and realize that we are not called to, to appease or captivate everyone. You know, you have your platform. That you are that that you speak with and that that you resonate with, I have my platform and and you know every woman has her her platform of women that she's able to touch, and I think if we keep that in mind and think about that birthright, it's going to make it a little easier for us to to, to believe in ourselves and and so that we can begin getting results.
0: That is so true. And for me, a large part of it was also going in and healing those places in me that didn't feel good enough. And I can't say, of course, that I'm finished with that journey because I think that's the journey of life. But again, yeah. entrepreneurship is a great teacher. You put yourself out there and all of a sudden you realize where your insecurities are and why am I not comfortable charging this or why am I only attracting this certain type of person? And it, if you allow it to, it will quickly show you where the places are within you that you can go back and heal me- messages that you heard that no longer serve you or you know Correct. things that you be- limiting beliefs that you somewhere picked up along the way and didn't realize you had so it's it's a great pathway to transformation you mentioned your book that helps us birth our own book and and your coaching that you do around that how else do you help entrepreneurs kind of step into this space or women who are considering transitioning
1: Sure. What if I, I've created a series. It's called From Mountain to Miracle, and that's a retreat that I actually started here in, in Houston, and that actually, uh, you know, attracts women who are who are entrepreneurs um, and spiritpreneurs. So that that's one way. Is I do host. Um, Occasionally, the, the series from Mountain to Miracle retreats. Uh, that's one way. There's the Birth Your Book program for aspiring authors who have a message that they want to bring the world but don't know how to get their book um, out there. So that really helps them um, publish their book with little or no out-of-pocket cost. Self-publishing has changed today from years and years ago. Years ago, self-publishers had to... Pay thousands of dollars to to publish their books today. Authors can publish uh, a book with little. There's no setup fees. It's print on demand, so it takes away the need for you know boxes and boxes of books in your garage. Um, another program that that we have that we are that's in the developmental stage right now is the Evolved Woman Leadership Series. That's a series that's for women and helping them in terms of leadership and looking at their, their thought processes and limiting beliefs that's holding them back from being the leader and businesswoman that, that they are created to be. And of course I have some free resources on my website as well. One is, um, transforming your dreams into reality. That's, that's a, um, that's a free ebook and that has a wealth of information. It's about a 55 page book. Um, and it's, it's my way of, of giving back and giving to someone who comes on the website who just wants a lift and a boost. So that, that's another uh, resource for women.
0: You've got a lot to offer there, and I commend you on continuing to share your gifts and your wisdom and your insight and the things that you're learning with prospective clients and clients. That's, that's beautiful.
1: Well, thank you, Cheryl. And, and, you know, I wanted to mention one other thing when we were, you know, in talking about this whole evolution and this whole awakened state, one of the other important components of, of becoming awakened, and at least in my journey, I'm sure your journey as well, really got into the, the now that I've awakened to, to what is going on or how I've been sabotaging myself, how do I now get the results that I need? And I think it's important for us as women to plan our success. You know, it's it's one thing to acknowledge and admit it and own it and say, okay, I know I need a paradigm shift. I, I I've shifted, but then there's that there's that other journey of rolling up your sleeves and planning and and planning your victory. Um, a lot of times I hear women say things like, you know, one of these days I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to get married or I'm going to go back to school, you know, I'm going to start my own business. And a lot of times I've asked them, you know, what's your plan to do this? And many have said, well, you know, I, I haven't sat down, I haven't thought about that yet. And unless we create a plan, a, a strategic plan and write a plan down, we are probably always going to be in that um that wish mode of, you know, one of, one of these days. Uh, And, you know, it all happens. It happens a lot around New Year's, uh, the New Year's Eve, where we make these resolutions. And year after year, I was famous for making those resolutions, Cheryl. And I looked at my life in December, when it was another year rolling around. And I realized that I had not accomplished the goal that I set on December 31st (laughs) or, or January 1st. And that was because I did not create a plan to do that. So for those of you um, who are listening, women, make a commitment to creating a plan and writing, writing your plan down. It can start with identifying what your goal is for the next year. And then after doing that, identify the tasks that are associated with that goal. I call it goal mapping, where you look at what your goal is. For instance, if you say my goal is, is to lose uh, weight, you know how much weight do you want to lose? Uh, how are you going to lose? You know, look at the who, what, when, where, why. What do you want to lose? How are you going to lose it? What are you going to do every day? And when we begin to dissect the goal and and break it down, then it really gets us into the frame of mind of thinking, okay, this is not so overwhelming. I can handle one task at a time. And I think that's a, a one of the missing components that I have found.
0: That is a very powerful strategy. I have... Notice that for me, the more awakened I get, the more consciously I'm living. I have to not only map out my success, but then I have to be willing to scrap the whole thing if I become spiritually guided in a different direction. And that's where we can kind of get in our own way. It's balancing, mapping your own success, and listening to the divine and responding to changes in course when you're being led in a different direction. Don't you experience that?
1: Yes, absolutely. And, And, you know, when we talked about meditation earlier... I don't know about you, but I think that meditation really really, during that time of meditation, I've, I've had my moments where I've been redirected or re-guided. And, and I think it's so important for, for us to spend that time on a daily basis. And, you know, women, you know, getting out of that guilt, taking that 10 minutes or five minutes or 15 minutes where you get alone with yourself and allow yourself to be guided and, and redirected, um, when, when redirection is necessary. And also, Cheryl, adding to that, also speaking our, our success, speaking it and seeing it, you know, and, and going back to the whole meditation piece and getting the results. I think spending some time visualizing where we see ourselves going or allowing, you know, allowing spirit to guide us, and um, I, I think that's important. And also watching what we speak, our speech, Is so powerful. Um, And I think when we really grasp how we're speaking and what we're speaking, sometimes we realize that we can be pretty, pretty negative. You know, I I think we hear people say all the time, you know, oh, I'm broke or I can't afford it or, oh, I'm so, you know, I'm so, uh, oh, I'm so simple, I'm so dumb or how did I do this and I'm so crazy. You know, I hear so many things, negative things that women say about themselves and they say it in jest um, but, it's really those words penetrate us. And and even as kids, you know, kids sometimes conform to our expectations. So I would also encourage you women to really pay attention to what you are speaking and also pay attention to what others are speaking to you. If it's it's negative, if it's not building you, if it's not causing you to grow, if it's not, um, you know, encouraging to uh, you, you may have to really reconsider what you're listening to and who you're listening to.
0: Absolutely. We are creating our reality with the words we speak and the thoughts we think. And I think for so long that was not expressed. We weren't taught that in school. Yeah. Nobody said in school, no. by the way, be careful what you think and what you say because you're creating your reality. But it's true and we're starting to realize that, and that's at the right at the heart of conscious living. Be so aware of the thoughts that you give energy to and the words that you say and even, you know, saying things like I'm struggling. The more you you live in struggling the longer the struggle lasts so that is a big lesson in of itself just becoming conscious of our thoughts and words
1: you were right and and, and thoughts and words you made a key point yes thoughts as well and uh, and i want to share that years ago there was a study done um with olympians and this was oh many probably 20 30 years ago and there were four groups of uh, athletes who were training for the Olympics. There were those who did the physical training. Um, there were those who did the um, the mental training and a little bit of physical training. And I'm trying to remember the other two groups. I think it was one 100% physical training, another 75% physical training, 25% um, visual training. It was another group that had 75% visual training and 25% physical um, physical training. But long story short, the group that was the most successful in the Olympics was the group of athletes who did the 75% mental or visual training and 25% physical training. And what these uh, psychologists and, and researchers noticed Cheryl was that the body, when they were doing the visualization, the body fired um, and, and acted act was acting the same way as if they were running the race. So they rehearsed this on a regular basis and they saw themselves winning. They, they took their bodies and their minds through that exercise and they attribute that mental training to winning and being more successful in the Olympics. So I think that speaks, and that's, that's documented research, and I also talk about that in my book, Desperate for Change, um, I think I, I've noted who the where the research was done, but that's a very powerful reality um, to see how powerful the thought process is, and to see how powerful visualization is.
0: Yes, ma'am, that's right at the heart of the secret and the law of attraction the more we can actually not just think of what we want. Wow, I would love a, a trip to Peru, which I always bring up because I love Peru. I would love uh-huh. a trip to Peru. It's, it's seeing ourselves, experiencing it. It's, it's smelling it. It's tasting it. It's, it's seeing how it's all going to play out. It's getting off the airplane and where do I want to go? The more we can get tangible with visualizing that and really going through that in our mind. And it's funny because we were taught not to waste our time daydreaming, right? And yet that's exactly yeah. how we make it, was- it happen.
1: You're right, and you know, I, but, but you know, Cheryl, I think there's a there's a big difference between the daydreaming and the visual visualization. You know, the, the daydreaming thing is, is is what what I've done, and, and it hasn't been targeted to to anything. Just a thought here or there. It's pretty random. But in the visualization process, is actually a very intentional process for me. It's where I focus on a result that. I desire or results that I, that I believe, you know, God wants for me. And I do that with the intention of, of, of realizing that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, whereas with my daydream and it's just random or thinking, huh, well, that would be nice or just wondering, hmm, I wonder what would happen if, so, um, so I think it's, it's for those who are, who are listening, when you are doing that, that daydreaming, put some intention with it, um, Put, put a result to it and see the end result and connect the feelings with it. You know, when I visualize, I, I connect the, the, the feelings with it. And, and speaking of the, the whole visual piece, um, Cheryl, years ago, probably about seven or eight years ago, when I was in North Carolina, I'd been laid off from my job, and I was starting to, to kind of get in a slump. So I decided that I was going to go to Lowe's and pick out a, buy a book to pick out my dream house and get the floor plan, so I went to Lowe's and spent eleven dollars on this book with floor plan. And really, I probably did. that that eleven dollars at that point was a huge sacrifice for me because I was unemployed and had a mortgage to pay and all those things. But I remember going to the book and I folded. I saw a house that I wanted uh, that I loved. I folded that page, and I kept the book. My husband and I moved here in Houston almost three years ago, and I pulled the book off the shelf, and literally, this is, and, you know, and I have this book, and I shared this with the women in, in a retreat, and we looked at the floor plan, and Cheryl, when I tell you, it's the exact floor plan, you know, <laughs> even with the brain room where the, where the offices um, are where the port to share is. I mean, it's it's the floor plan, and I showed it to my husband, and he said, "Wow, Jackie, this is this is unbelievable."
0: That so is it's, so uh, awesome. <laughs> and, it, and when I
1: looked at it, I, I was shocked myself. Like, whoa, this is powerful.
0: Yes, it is. I love that. Thank you for that. And you are so right. You know, it comes up. I'm on a shamanic path myself. It comes up in my healing path. It comes up in many spiritual paths as well. It's all about intention. We are finally figuring that out. Intention is powerful. Yes, it is. And I've so enjoyed visiting with you. And thank you for sharing the ways that we can work with you. So you coach people in person or by phone and Skype. How can they work with you?
1: Sure. I I coach mostly by phone. They can reach me on on my website, www.evolvedwoman.com, or via email, that's jbees at evolvedwoman.com. And my number uh, to reach me on is 832-786-8009. And, you know, I want to say to you, Cheryl, too, that I really appreciate the work that you are doing, I, I really do. You, you are really, um, you know, the sacrifices that you've made for women, and to help us become awakened. I just want to personally say that I really thank you and I really appreciate your journey and the work that you are putting into your journey. You're, you're on a constant evolution, and you know, you, 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 you've never gotten to the point where you daughter said I'm done with growing you know you continue to evolve so I see that and I just you know want you to know that I I appreciate that
0: oh thank you so much and I see the same in you I you're a beacon for me as well and I think that that is right at the heart of what we're here to do we're here to be beacons for one another so that when all of us have our moments where we're not sure where to get the strength to keep going on this journey of evolution that we can look to each other and find inspiration. So thank you for being that inspiration as well.
1: Well, thank you, Cheryl.
0: Is there any parting thought that you'd like
1: to leave us with? Yes, I would. I want to say women, those of you who are listening to make a commitment to tap into your strength and to, to make sure that you, 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 get to a point where you're no longer afraid of your strength and, and where you fully embrace who you are, your uniqueness. And I, I think that's that's what I want to leave with you is, is, one, it's okay to be different. It's okay to be you, to fall in love with you and make sure you are taking the time to preserve you so that you can really do all the things that you were created to do, not just the wife, the mom, or the employee, but to to be able to embrace all those components of who you are and to feel great doing it and and, and know that that is why you were put here in the first place and to embrace your birthright.
0: Spoken like a true evolved woman, you named your business well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you.
0: Do you have a moving story about your own journey and natural healing path you'd like to share? Drop us a note, info at journeyofpossibilities.com. Until next time, this is Cheryl Sitz reminding you to use your passions and make a bigger difference. Let's co-create holistic sustainability for ourselves and for our planet. Namaste.